So I mentioned this thing about fear because it gets in the way of joy. And sometimes when we're experiencing fear or concern or worry, we can't even imagine that we could find joy. Let's watch Renee Brown and see what she says about it. Stevie, would you put that? Thank you. That's exactly what I wanted. You're good today. You you guys are, oh, Pat, you are right on. (laughs) Yeah, this is a good quote. This is a really good quote, and this is important, and it moves right with what we were talking about in using our denials and our affirmations to remember who we are, not to pretend that we aren't afraid or not to pretend that we aren't bothered or that we aren't angry or whatever it is that we're denying, but to look at it and to take our power and then move through it from a powerful place. Gratitude is an important tool when we're doing this because we can get really focused on that process and lose the joy in our lives. And this practice of gratitude, I like the, you know, it's like a cheer. One, two, three, four. What are you grateful for? I, I, you know, and 1234 shows up. One, two, three, four on your clock. It's just a reminder, isn't it, to ask yourself, what am I grateful for right in this moment? The practice of keeping a gratitude journal, what happened today that I'm grateful for. It's interesting because it not only helps us deal with fearful times, but it helps us deal with, our, um, with the, the imposition of the idea of lack. So I want you to imagine that you are a seed planted here. And I want you to think about every other seed that's planted on the planet And I think you would probably agree with me if I said those seeds come into an earth that has what is needed in order for them to grow. At least right now, we have water and we have soil. We have have a place. And if seeds are planted in a place where there's water and there's soil, they will usually come up, won't they? And sunshine, yeah, true, we need sunshine. Good, we really need that, don't we? The point is, we didn't receive from creation a bunch of seeds and then have to go, oh my gosh, how are we going to make soil? How is that going to happen? How are we going to make water? How is that going to happen? Things that were created in nature are created with what they need available, Animals have what they need. Nature works really interestingly. That, you know, in ancient times they watched when, before you could just pull out your phone and say, what's the weather going to do? When are, when are the birds coming back? They would watch because the bugs would come before the birds, wouldn't they? Because the birds were going to have to have something to eat. And the birds would come before the next level of predator because they were going to have to have something to eat. And that's how nature works. What, what is needed precedes the need. Everything that we have that we don't mess up, everything about nature that we have not messed up shows us that the, the need is met before it's needed. That is the natural, healthy state of life. Why would it be true for everything else before it's true for us? It's not. 
It is true for us like it's true for everything else. Charles Wilmore would, would say that poverty was a sin. It's one of his most controversial statements. Poverty is a sin. He really didn't want to beat up on people who were in lack. He was a great guy, not a bad guy. So what did he mean by that? What he meant was sin for us in unity is wrong thinking, isn't it? It's missing the mark. That we are not thinking clearly and correctly. So if we have a poverty consciousness... We believe that we're lacking something that we need. We are missing the mark. We live in a world that was divinely created to meet what we need. And that doesn't mean just in the way of tangible food and clothing and shelter. It also means personal wherewithal, well-being, fortitude. What we need right now is available to us. It's there. It preceded our need. The strength we need for this kind of a time in our life is here already. We already have it. We simply need to claim it and recognize it. And what helps us to realize we have it is a tool called gratitude. The more that we see we are loved and cared for and our needs are met, the more joyful we become. The more joyful and happy we become, the healthier our immune systems are, the better our bodies respond. The healthier and stronger our bodies feel, the clearer our minds work. The more we're able to deal with pressure and stress as it comes to us. There is a natural process that comes from gratitude, and we we think of it as this kind of sugary sweet thing that we do around Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I'm grateful. It's a powerful, rich, meaningful tool. And if your life is not as joyful as you'd like it, especially right now, practice gratitude. It is a spiritual practice. What are you grateful for? You can be grateful for rocks and trees and plants and partners and air and that beautiful mountain out there. There are a thousand things you could be grateful for before you ever get to your checkbook or politics, right? The practice of gratitude is a really important opportunity right now. And we're at the end of what we think of as our grateful time. Thursday, we have turkey. <laughs> we've done it. We've been, gratit- we've been grateful for a whole 30 days. Or however many days it is. What's Thursday? 24th. 24 days. And then we'll move on to Christmas. And you know what happens? We start thinking, oh, is there enough money? I need to get presents for this person, this person. Oh, am I going to... How many table chairs can I fit around this table? What's going to happen? Am I going to get everybody taken? There's a thousand things that we worry about instead of feeling grateful for because we think we've moved beyond the time of gratitude into something else. This is a daily practice. So when you call me and you say, the the stress is too much, people are getting hurt, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm an immigrant... My skin color isn't right. I'm a woman. 
when you call me, and I've taken all of those calls and the call from somebody who is not here legally. I have taken all of those calls several times in the last couple of weeks. When we take these things into consideration, when we take these things into consideration, we have to find the tools that get us through. And we have them already. They're already available to us. They were here before we got here. Because that's how spirit works. There is no lack. The divine field of presence provides what we need. We simply have to get ourselves in a state of receiving it. And that comes from using our denials, using our affirmations, and staying to the best of our ability in a state of gratitude. The gratitude is there to remind us that we're held by the holy. I have some quotes for you. William Arthur Ward said, Gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. Melody Beadle said, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have, it turns what we have into enough. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, and a stranger into a friend. Dennis Waitley said, happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. And Kristen Armstrong said, I write about the power of trying because I want to be okay with failing. I write about generosity because I battle selfishness. I write about joy because I know sorrow. I write about faith because I almost lost mine. And I know what it is to be broken and in need of redemption. I write about gratitude because I'm thankful for all of it. And Aesop said, gratitude is the sign of a noble soul. 